Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Got my uh, Veritas Baptist College mug right there. I love our theme, Truth Matters. Don't know if you can see that there on the camera, but that's my mug for the day. And our passage for the day is Revelation chapter number 20. So we have been talking a bit about uh, the millennium, uh, that 1,000-year period of time that will follow the tribulation, what we know of as the tribulation. Jesus will return with his saints, and uh, those of us that are with him will... uh, Let me get my computer shut here. Uh, Those of us that are with him uh, will rule and reign, the Bible says, for a thousand years. Want to talk about that today. Uh, The devil himself uh, will be, in essence, arrested uh, by uh, the angel, will be bound, will be cast into the bottomless pit, and they're sealed for a thousand years and no longer to deceive the nations. We talked all about that last episode. And so today, I want you to find your place in Revelation chapter 20, and verse number four. So Revelation chapter 20 and verse number four, where the Bible says, and I saw thrones. Remember, all of this is is being revealed to John on the island of Patmos. Uh, He is seeing this scene unfold before him. And the Bible says, I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. So we've talked a bit about this already. Remember back in chapter 4, we talked about the 24 elders representing church-age saints. We talked about uh, chapter 5 and verse 10, where these same elders said that they would rule with Christ. And so this is the fulfillment of that. We're seeing the ruling and the reigning at this point. But not only are the New Testament saints going to be part of that millennial government, if you will, But watch what it says in verse 4 again. So not only uh, the judgment given unto them, and, do you see that in verse number 4? And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded uh, for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, uh, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years So it's not just this first group, Uh, we would call them New Testament saints. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're a part of that first group. But the Bible says joining them will be all of those that have been martyred, those that were saved in the tribulation period and were martyred for that testimony for Christ. Uh, They did not receive the mark of the beast in their forehead, in their hand. Uh, They were faithful to the testimony of the Lord. They responded to the message of the 144,000. And even um, here in verse number four are rewarded for that in the sense that they are also ruling and reigning, living uh, and reigning with Christ for that 1,000 year millennial uh, kingdom. Look at verse number five. But the, rest of, uh, but the rest of the dead lived not again 
until the thousand years were finished. So see the distinction in verses four and five, we talk about some that have been resurrected already. Now, who are they? Well, though they are those that uh, have been resurrected at the time of the rapture. Remember what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that there's coming a day uh, when Jesus will call his own, uh, those of us that are New Testament saints. Uh, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall be raised first. That's a resurrection. The dead of Christ shall be raised first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. So in that sense, we're experiencing somewhat of a resurrection too. Even though we don't die, uh, we cheat death in that sense. Uh, we are raised with uh, those that have, that have died in Christ in this New Testament era, and so shall they ever be with the Lord. So that group is is defined here at the beginning of verse four, they that sat upon them, the thrones, the judgment was given unto them. And then added to them are those that are resurrected after the tribulation. So we call these tribulation saints. So they are also part of the ruling and the reigning uh, in the millennial kingdom. Now, what about those that have died without Christ? What happens to them? What happens to those that have died in the millennia, uh, in the tribulation rather, that were not saved? Well, the Bible tells us in verse five, the rest of the dead, those that were not raised, they lived not again until the thousand years was finished. So what's the Bible teaching? The Bible's teaching that the, the resurrection is separated. There's the resurrection of the righteous dead, which takes place really in several different, at several different times. Remember, Jesus was the first fruits of them that were raised from the dead. And even when Jesus was raised, remember, uh, in the Gospels, there were other Old Testament saints uh, whose graves were opened. And so there was a little bit of a harbinger of a resurrection when Jesus was resurrected. And then, of course, the, the New Testament saints are resurrected at the rapture. And then here at the end of the tribulation, the uh, tribulation saints are resurrected, but the rest of the dead, those that have died without Christ, those that have died without believing the gospel, they will be resurrected at the end of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Why? Because that will be the time of the great white throne judgment, and we'll talk about that in a soon episode. So I hope you've got all that in your mind because watch the end of verse number five where the Bible says, this is the first resurrection, okay? The first resurrection, that of the, the, the resurrection of the righteous, uh, those that have been made righteous by Christ, uh, by their faith and trust in him. So uh, the, the New Testament saints of our age, the tribulation saints of the, uh, the seven-year period of time to come, uh, they will be part of what we call the first resurrection. And what's very interesting is that there are several passages in the Bible that talk about the resurrection of the, the just and the unjust, the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, there's that classic passage in Daniel chapter 12, for instance. And it seems when you read that passage that because they're mentioned in, in one verse, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 2, that you would assume, and, and you would assume wrongly, 
that these resurrections take place at the same time, the resurrection of the just and the unjust. But we clearly see that's not the case because the resurrection of the just takes place before the millennium and the resurrection of the unjust uh, takes place after the millennium. Uh, Jesus was defending himself before uh, his Jewish accusers in John chapter 5. And one of the ways by which Jesus defended himself in John 5 was to declare to that group of religious leaders that I have the prerogative uh, from the Father to give life. I have the Father, I have the prerogative from the Father to judge the world. And in that conversation there in John 5 at the Passover, uh, Jesus said, uh, referenced in John 5, I think it's verse 29 or 28, somewhere in there, he referenced the resurrection of the just and the unjust. So again, this is a Bible principle, a Bible truth uh, that's throughout the Bible. Old, New Testament, uh, prophecies of the Old Testament, uh, the Gospels here in Revelation, but here we're getting the added revelation that this event is separated by 1,000 years. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Look at verse number six, where the Bible says, blessed and holy, or blessed and holy, is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Well, I guess so. You know, if we've put our faith and trust in Christ, for those tribulation saints who had the faith to even endure martyrdom, being beheaded uh, for their uh, for their testimony in Jesus Christ, what a blessing that the temporary displeasures of earth, what a blessing that the temporary persecutions of this world are in no way compared to the blessing of having put one's faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I think that's what Paul was driving at when he told the Corinthians, uh, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not on the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. So remember, part of the reason for the writing of the book of Revelation in understanding our future, the things that must be hereafter, is that we would have confidence in the present, that we would say, wow, uh, what we have in Christ for eternity does not even begin to compare uh, with what we would sell out for on this earth. I mean, it's incomparable uh, to live for Jesus, incomparable to put our faith and trust in him. Blessed are they and holy. And the word holy, of course, you know, means to be set apart, to be sanctified for a special purpose. And the Bible says that when we are in heaven, in our glorified bodies, as we rule and reign with Jesus in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, what a blessing and what a, what a indication of holiness, our, our real purpose, uh, the real purpose for which we've been set apart, set apart for him and for his purpose and to rule and reign with him as partners together. Uh, what a day that will be. And so blessed and holy, the Bible says in verse six, uh, is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such, on these that are part of the first resurrection, on such, the, the second death has no, hath no power. So what is the second death? The second death is the lake of fire, eternal damnation. So there is no question mark about the etern eternal life of, the eternal security of those that have put their faith and trust in Jesus. Why? Because their righteousness is, 
is the gift righteousness of Jesus himself. And the second death could have no power on them, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Wow. So that tells a little bit about our status and our opportunity in the millennial reign. We shall be priests of God and of Christ, representatives that we get to represent Christ. Now, I I understand that today we are representatives. Uh, We are ambassadors. Uh, We, uh, Paul uses that language in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and that's true. But think about how much more that will be true in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ when we as saints and glorified bodies, no sin, no death, no sorrow, uh, we will have we have conquered all of that through Christ, and now we represent Him in the most wholesome way. I mean, today we represent Him, but sometimes our hypocrisy and sometimes our sinfulness uh, makes our representation less than what it ought to be. But in those days, we'll represent Him as He deserves, and what a beautiful and wonderful day that will be. So I hope that helps today understand the difference between the first resurrection before the millennium, the second resurrection of the, of the, of the unjust after the millennium. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the upcoming episodes. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.